Hello, everyone, and welcome to this broadcast of the PRISM4 School of Business. I'm Salome Chung, CEO of PRISM4 Enterprises. Welcome back. Uh, if you are a um, frequent viewer of this channel and this listener to this podcast, you know that we um, we always try to provide um, innovative and out-of-the-box solutions to business issues. On today's episode, I would like to talk about or talk to you about the age-old concept of bartering, uh, but approach it from a new perspective. My guest today is going to tell you all about bartering and how it can be used as a hedge against inflation for business owners. And my guest is Edward Fox, and Edward is the owner and CEO of Transact Bank of Tennessee. Uh, and I hope I got that right. It's Trade Bank of Nashville, rather. Correct. So, Edward, um, I want to have you, in, uh, I hope the introduction was sufficient. Sorry. Not, I know that you will tell the people who you are, what you do, and um, how um, you can teach business owners how to really um, make the concept of bartering more mainstream for business owners. Right. Well, hey, thanks for having me on the show, Salome. I'm excited to be here. And you know, barter was something that I grew up doing. We did it as kids, you know, we bartered and argued with our brothers and sisters, our mums and dads, you know, and said, oh, look, can I do this tonight? If I do that tomorrow, that's a barter, right? Mum says, hey, empty out the dishwasher before you can go outside and play. That's a barter deal. I have to give something to get something. And so we don't think about that. But even as spouses, you know, a lot of the times husbands and wives will talk about, oh, you know what? I, yeah, I'll let you sleep in instead of having to get up with the kids if you will let me do this then you know that's a barter deal so we barter all the time we just don't think about it in those terms how can business owners use it as a hedge um Edward, against inflation because they're tough for business owners and we're all looking for ways to maximize our revenues and um, reduce our costs so um talk about right. Yeah, so we could do we could do like 10 shows on how they can hedge against inflation with barter. So I'm going to try and make it simple. But folks, don't uh, don't hesitate to reach out to Salome or myself if you've got questions and she can put you in touch with me or you can find all my details in probably the show notes after this episode goes live. But here's the deal. Barter allows us to take our cost of goods, our things. Let's say we make widgets, right? Birthday cakes. Uh wreaths, floral bouquets, whatever it is, whatever our product or service is, we take that and that has a certain cost to it, right? So if I if I make cakes and I sell cakes, I'm a wedding cake maker, right? So let's say a wedding cake sells for $100. Salome, does that cost me $100 to manufacture? No. No, okay. Normally it costs me somewhere between 20 and 30 cents on the dollar. Okay, so whatever your cost of goods is, it, you know what it is. And if you don't know what it is, you need to talk to Salome anyway and figure out cost of goods. But for those of us that are more emotionally factored than the money factored sort of thing, you know, imagine being able to take what we make that we have left over 
and trade that for things we need. Well, our cost is virtually nothing because it's a leftover product or time, right? So if I cut lawns for a living and I have no bookings at two o'clock on a Wednesday, then that's a time slot that's not making me any money. So I go to Salome and I say, hey, Salome, would you coach me a little bit um, if I could mow your lawns on a on your lawn on a Wednesday at two o'clock? That's a barter deal. So if Salome says, well, I'll give you three coaching sessions for three lawn mowing. How much did that cost me and how much did that cost her? But we both got good value out of it. So that's traditional one-on-one -on -one barter, right? So we can hedge against inflation no matter what the business type we have. But if we sell a product or we sell a service, we can normally make that work. Now, the, the areas, there's always a disclaimer, right? The areas that that won't work in is if you don't own the business. If you don't own the business, you can't offer anything for barter. So if you work for uh, Allstate Insurance, you can't say, oh, you know, I can do your insurance on barter. You can't. That'd be against the law. You can't do that. It's their business, not yours, right? You just get a little piece of the pie. So what you need to do is that you need to own the business or you need to be a franchisee of, say, I don't know, a Dairy Queen or some sort of restaurant. And you know that your food costs run about 30%. Your, your Let's say your franchise cost runs about 8%. You know, so you got 38 cents into your dollar and then trade bank or a barter exchange comes along and they barter gift certificates for you to get things you need like advertising, carpet cleaning, window washing, um, all sorts of stuff, right? Parking lot, cleanup, website design, so, whatever it is. So in essence, um, Edward, you could, and you've asked the question, what if you could trade for everything you needed instead right. of paying cash for anything? So you are in a position where you're a business and as you said, um, I need um, someone to clean my offices every right. night, but I don't want to pay for that. But I'm in the business of, um, let's say I'm a nail salon and, and my, uh, my business need to be cleaned. Well, you can offer salon services uh, for someone to come in and 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 clean your offices, I, I guess that's a simple way of 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 putting. That it. would be simple barter back and forth, right? Mm -hmm. Since the eighties, um, they've had barter exchanges, and a barter exchange is a managed barter platform where you have a person that starts a network of barter of people that want to barter. They don't necessarily want to barter direct, but they want to barter within the system. So, in other words, you need your salons cleaned but I don't need my nails done, right? So on a one-on-one -on -one barter system like you just laid out, we probably wouldn't do any work, right? We It wouldn't work. But if we were both in the local barter network and we we allocated a amount, so cleaning your office costs you $160 and you say, well, I'll offer $160 worth of my services for somebody and then I can pay for the cleaning of my offices. Right. And so you would barter for with uh, Jennifer down the street. Jennifer says, OK, I want to buy your gift certificate for one hundred and sixty dollars. And so she pays you in barter currency. So you now have one hundred and sixty dollars and then you pay me to come clean your office. One hundred and sixty barter dollars. So it's an alternative currency, but it gets you what you want. It gets me what I want. And then I've got barter currency that I go eat at my local restaurant that takes barter. And so a managed barter platform 
is kind of a cool way. We just have our own little network of individuals that all want to barter within the network. Okay. So how does one um, accumulate um, barter credit within such a network? So um, you, yeah. Let's say I, I have no clue about what bartering is and I want to get into this network because as you said sometimes the simple the simple barter system one-to-one won't work because you know what you're offering is of no value to me right how does one get into that um, network and how do they accumulate um, barter dollars right so they most barter networks keep it pretty simple they allocate a barter dollar, a barter credit, a barter point, whichever way you want to call it, that equates to one US dollar. So you know, whoever you are, if you're an accountant, if you're a plumber, if you're a restaurant tour, you know that your meal, product or service is X amount of dollars for US dollars. Well, you just make it X amount of dollars for barter dollars, right? So if it's a $10 widget, it's $10, whether it's $10 barter or $10 cash. So that keeps it really simple and uses a system that we're familiar with. But you can only spend that 10 barter dollars within the network. The cool thing being is that I had a friend that traded $5,000 worth of camera equipment for $5,000 gift certificates to this restaurant. And he did that one-on-one barter. Well, then the, the restaurant closed down during COVID and didn't reopen. And he's got $5,000 worth of useless gift certificates. But if he'd been in the barter network, he could have just bought the gift certificates. The, guy, the, the restaurant could have paid him the 5000 barter dollars. And then my friend who has the camera business would have just bought restaurant gift certificates as he needed. And he might have spent some of the 5000 on something else. And so a managed barter platform stops against a business going out of business. It stops against um, unfair trade value. It also helps with things like, let's say that your cost of your product is a dollar, okay? And you sell it for $5. For you to buy a new HVAC unit would be a lot of $5 item sales, right? If you were trying to just trade directly with the HVAC company, that would never work because he could never use enough of your $5 product, whatever it is. However, if you go out to your network and say, hey, barter people, I have this product for $5. I need to sell 1,000 of them. So I'm putting 1,000 of them available for barter at $5 a piece. Well, let's say 500 people picked up two each. Let's say 100 people picked up, what is that, 10 each? You know, so so now you have the barter dollars. Now you go buy your HVAC unit. Awesome. So, yeah, so it can really help. A managed barter platform can really help in a way that one-on-one barter can't. Do you have any um, numbers or statistics, Edward, about uh, how much, what percent of businesses are using the barter system? So the one I've, yeah. So it would seem like a no-brainer to me, especially for a small business. But what are the numbers? Well, here's the thing. Nobody wants you to know that they barter because they want your cash. So if I said to you, Salome, oh, I'll barter goods and services, blah, blah, blah. And then you come to me and say, hey, I want to barter with you. And I'm really hurting for cash. I want cash. I don't want barter. So I don't want you to know that I, I barter. 
So that's why having a captive audience or a, a network that we work within is the only place we promote barter um, works. But to answer your question, Harvard Business Review uh, evidently had an article back in the day, and I, I can't find it, okay? So you take this with a grain of salt. But they said that 92% of Fortune 500 companies have done some barter. Because when they try and operate on a big level, and an example that you can look up, if you look up Pepsi as the sixth largest military, Business Insider did a story, I think it was, that... Um, Pepsi briefly became the sixth largest military in the 80s. They traded $3 billion worth of Pepsi products for decommissioned warships. They got 17 submarines, a frigate, a corvette, and a destroyer for $3 million worth of Pepsi product because the Russian ruble was worth nothing, right? This is before the Iron Curtain comes down. And so they found a way to get Pepsi into Russia by trading for scrap metal. And then they sold off the scrap metal for cash. So big barter deals like that, down to your local pizza shop, bartering with your guy that does your direct mail postcards by giving him gift certificates to swap pizza for postage. Awesome. Um, so how does one get into, since it's kind of like a um, entry? Yeah, it's like a secret society <laughs> kind like of thing. secret society. How does one get in? Right. Well, number one, we don't even know it exists until we've heard it, right? We've heard about, we've done bartering one-on-one, -on -one, but we don't know that these barter networks exist. So I'm going to give you some tips. Google is your friend. So you can Google, you can say, hey, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. Is there a barter exchange or a barter network in Atlanta, Georgia? You might find things like a Facebook group that barters. Now that's traditionally one-on-one -on -one barter, but most of the time you'll say, Oh, is there a barter exchange? Is there a barter network? Is there a barter platform? Is there a barter managed platform? Any of those terms should find you a barter network. But if you're struggling and you're not finding a barter network, feel free to reach out to me and I can put you in touch with barter networks around the country. I had a friend up in New York and he said, well, I'd like to do that. Can I do that through your company? I said, well, we operate in the Southeast. So from Charleston, South Carolina, out to Memphis and up to Wichita, Kansas, we have franchises in those areas. So he was in New York. I said, well, not really. Like we don't, we don't have business up there. So it'd be hard for you to spend barter dollars locally. And so he said, oh man, I really wish I could do barter. And so I got on Google and I said, hey, Google, barter exchange, Hudson Valley. Oh, Hudson Valley barter exchange. So I read some reviews, made sure they were legit, called up the owner, had a conversation with him. And then I recommended my friend talk to them about joining that barter network. So that's that's the easiest way to join a barter network. Now, of course, if you're in Nashville or Wichita, I'd love to talk to you and I'd love to have you as a customer because I own Trade Bank of Nashville and Trade Bank of Wichita, which is a franchise. So there's other trade bank cities around the Southeast as well. So it's either the direct... Um a platform, you know, a barter um, uh, group or a Facebook group. Um, is there a cost typically to, I know the direct is kind of, you know, 
Right. So, so a Facebook group, it, yeah, there's normally not a cost for a Facebook group or maybe there's a Craigslist. Is Craigslist still around? I don't know. But there's a Craigslist listing of people that will barter. Uh, you'll see that occasionally. Uh, you'll see some barter groups on on LinkedIn or something that don't charge anything. But a managed barter platform, yeah, for a, for a fee, they will they will help you connect and market and promote. So like from my perspective, I have 4,000 members from Charleston to Memphis up to Wichita that are in the trade bank system. So what I could do is I could say, hey, look, Connie, uh, uh, Salome, it uh, costs you, uh, let's say 500 bucks to sign up one time fee. And then for $15 a month, I will promote you to the 4,000 members. If a marketing company came to you, Salome, and said, for a $500 setup fee one time, oh, and by the way, if, if, if it doesn't work, I'll give you your money back. Okay, so we offer a money back guarantee. $500 one time setup and $15 a month, I will promote you and market you to this captive network of 4,000 members. Does that sound like a deal? Nobody else is offering you a money back guarantee or 15 bucks a month. Now, some other barter exchanges, they might charge a little more, they might charge a little less. And then all of us have a, uh, a percentage fee for either helping you make a sale or make a purchase. Right. And so some of them do like half half when you make a sale and half when you make a purchase. Trade bank does nothing when you make a sale and everything when you make a purchase. Right. And they'll vary somewhere between um, 12 to 14 to 15 percent overall. OK. Are there any restrictions, Edward, to um, as a let's say, for example, for someone in your network, in your organization? There are uh, certain up are there any restrictions um because you know sometimes on facebook groups you can't do certain things right um but i see this as an opportunity not just to barter or or trade with with another business it, it's a great way to network and exactly. with businesses and um to grow your business actually in well what yeah space Salome, exactly. What happened to me is I was a client before I bought the franchise, right? And as a client, I tracked referrals that came in from Trade Bank for trade dollars. But then I got referrals from Trade Bank customers that weren't on trade that weren't on Trade Bank. So I got their friends that paid me cash. I used to sell advertising. And so I had a guy come to me. He says, oh, I want to I want to do an ad. I said, oh, you're a trade bank member. He says, no, 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 I don't do the barter stuff. My friend does barter. I just want to pay cash. Oh, OK. So I would for the thirty thousand dollars I took in trade my first year and mine's abnormal. I take more trade because I can use it. Once you figure out how to use it, you want to get as much as you can. So I took thirty thousand dollars in trade, but I made about fifteen thousand dollars cash additional business from referrals so like you were saying as a networking tool it was a great way of bringing my services out to other business customers because i was b2b um i have a lot of friends that are in the b2c field that use barter like if you if they come and mow your lawn they might do door hangers or a yard sign so that your neighbors see it well your neighbors aren't going to be on a barter exchange are they they're going to pay cash so that generates extra business for them so yeah, it just depends on um, which which format, which network, the way you want to barter, and the restrictions tend to be different things. So let me talk about my restrictions. If you're a thief, a crook, or a scoundrel, 
I don't want you. Right. I have to be able to say, hey, Salome, this person is worth doing business with. If they've got a 2.0 Google score, I'm probably not going to let them into my barter network. Because most of the time, businesses like that are, they're not making any money and they're looking for a way to just con somebody else out of their money. That's not what we're looking for. So we're looking for 4.4 Google reviews or higher for a business. And we're looking for people that I can build a like, know, and trust with that I can refer them because they're good people. You know, now I would have to say that the majority of business owners out there are good people. Normally, if we have a conflict, it's because expectations weren't met or weren't understood, right? Mm -hmm. It's sort of like when you're growing up or when you've got kids and uh, your kid has a certain expectation and mom and dad have a certain expectation and there's conflict when those expectations don't meet. Well, it's the same thing in business. You know, if we're not very good at our marketing message, if we're not very good at clearly stating what we will and won't do in our contracts and in our agreements, then there's going to be conflict and that's where problems come. So in the barter industry, we always recommend that you get a written quote that you write either via email or something to clearly state what is going to be transacted, what what I'm paying in barter dollars and what I'm having to pay in cash if there's a mix. Um, and so the more questions you answer, the easier it is. Now, when you walk into the restaurant to buy a slice of pizza or a pie or an entire pie, you don't need a contract, right? He says, what sort of pie you want? Oh, I want a pepperoni pizza. Okay, large, small, medium. Oh, medium. Um, I'm a trade bank member. Can I use trade bank dollars? Yes, you can. It'll be $26.95 and a 20% cash tip. Okay, $26.95 on my trade bank card. That's barter dollars. Cost me 12 cents on the dollar from the commission to trade bank. And 20% tip. Oh, I don't have cash. Can I run a card? Well, we need to run a dollar. I say, oh, okay, well, you know, I'll do the 20% tip plus the dollar and I run it on my card. So they get the cash tip and they get the trade dollars for the pizza. That's the way that we tend to operate. Now, if they're going to build a fence or they're going to install a, a ceiling fan or something, I would get quotes from different people in the barter network if there's more than one. And I would ask them on a completion time, you know, how long is that going to take you? When can you start? When are you going to finish? How much do I have to pay in materials? And how much do I get to pay in trade for the labor? Normally, they just trade labor on construction. When you get that all laid out beforehand, it's all black and white. It's very clear. And the transaction goes wonderfully well. All the transactions that I've ever had that didn't go well is they didn't clearly define what the job was. Okay. And do you get reviews? Um... We don't get reviews, but our clients will call in and say, oh, don't kick that guy out. He did this. And I'll call that guy and that guy will say, oh, kick the other guy out because he never paid me, you know. And so you sort of have to, we're not a mediation service, right? We're a payment records keeper. So you guys have to sort out your junk together. But if we can be a little helpful, we will put a little time in to try and help these guys see from each other's point of view. Um but 90% of the time, it's no different than a cash transaction, right? A lot of times there's miscommunication with a cash transaction as well. So people go, oh, it's only like this in barter. No, that's ridiculous. It's like this with every time there's some sort of exchange of value, you know, that you didn't set the right expectations. So where do you find most of your uh, clients are coming from? Where do you, most, most of my clients are small business owners and I get them from networking. I'm not a cold caller, right? So I'm not, you know, I've tried it. It's it's just a, 
who wants to be bothered by a phone call or a cold email? You know, most people only give you 13 seconds to read your email. So if you've got a an email, you know, a mile long, they're not going to read it, right? And if you don't have a catchy headline, like, good day, I, I think this probably won't work, but open me up and check anyway, you know, something that's different, right? So um, I tend to find that through networking and through referrals, people that I know, like, and trust will refer me out to their businesses that they know, like, and trust, and we'll end up working together. Yeah. This this is a really interesting concept to me, um, and it's it, it's it's really um, when you say that you know people don't really want you to know they're they're trading they're partnering of course because they they people would they need the cash but, yeah you can't but, pay your house you can't pay your mortgage with uh, barter dollars barter. yeah but yeah. but I mean for those services that you can why wouldn't you. Right. And, and for me, there are, as a small business, this is just something that would be um, extremely valuable um, for, for a small business owner, especially those, those that are struggling. And if you're in such a network and you can really um, find a way to avoid paying cash, and really, plus, you know, if you're bartering with someone else, they get an opportunity to experience your services. Um, well, think about living they, social. They, yeah, they otherwise wouldn't experience your services because if they're not, they're not paying for it. So, you know. They would they, never know how good or bad you are at what you do. Yeah. Exactly. But instead of giving it away for free or giving it away at 50% off, like Living Social or Groupon or one of those, you're getting full retail value for your product or service. So if you sell a wedding cake for $1,000, mm -hmm. you charge them $1,000. Mm -hmm. Now, the cool thing is, if I put $100 cash in your hand, or let's say 1000 in this case, if I put $1,000 cash in your hand or $1,000 in your hand and say, Salome, uh, go buy go buy an awesome cake that costs a thousand dollars. Whatever you don't spend, you can put in your pocket. Are you going to spend the cash and keep the barter dollars, or spend the barter dollars and keep the cash? Mm -hmm. You're awesome. gonna you're gonna spend the barter dollars and keep the cash because in your mind, cash is king. Mm -hmm. But what you've just demonstrated by your action is, well, I think it would be smarter to spend the barter and keep the cash. So which one was king in that case? Was it really the cash that was king because you were going to keep it? Or what got you what you wanted was the barter, mm -hmm. right? So the key is if I line up four cake shops in front of you and three of them only take cash credit check and the fourth one takes cash credit check and barter and you have barter dollars and you have cash, but you need to save your cash to pay your rent this month, which one are you going to use? You're going to go to the barter one if they're all being equal. If they're same type of product, same type of prices, same type of quality, you're going to go to barter. Well, the three other cake shops, they're laughing. They're going, he, 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 Salome took fake money. She took barter dollars. That crap, you can't do anything with it, but expend it in the barter network. Well, you know what? You needed a cake. You were going to pay $1,000 cash for that cake but you ended up getting it for a thousand barter dollars. 
your your cost on that is going to be whatever the percentage the barter company charges for bringing you the business or, or helping you make that purchase. And it's going to have the cost of goods of whatever it costs you to earn that $1,000, which on average is around nothing to 30%, depending, right? The other businesses missed out on your $1,000. The business that took your $1,000 laughing all the way to the bank because that cake, did it cost them $1,000 to make the cake? No, it did not. It cost them about $300, yeah. right? So now they've got a thousand barter dollars that only cost them 300. They go out and they spend that thousand dollars on 10 weeks of window washing at their bakery, right? A hundred dollars a week to wash their windows. How much are the other guys paying who use the same company to wash their windows, but are paying cash? They're also paying a thousand dollars cash for 10 weeks of window washing. You're paying a thousand barter dollars for 10 weeks of window washing. $300, yes. $300 and whatever the commission to the barter company, which is about um, 120 bucks, 12% for us. Uh, so you've got $420, they've got a thousand. They've got a thousand profit dollars going into that cost. You've got $420. I'm no mathematician, but that's a good hedge against inflation. Awesome, yeah. So what I'm hearing, um... Uh, Edward is in addition to that magnificent hedge <laughs> against inflation, you're talking about visibility, you're talking about creating relationships, you're talking about um, networking, yeah. um, all the other benefits that you get other than being able to trade for trade in the um, in the uh, in the plat in the platform, in the in, in the system, because for, I would think most business owners and small business owners would be more interested in being part of a network because they, the direct barter to barter won't always work. And uh, um, Facebook groups can be a little restrictive. So um, I'm hearing all kinds of benefits, but I, I see you're saying it, it's by far the easiest and least expensive way to bring in new clients guaranteed. So for all the um, benefits that I've outlined and what we've discussed, what would you want a business owner um, to know who has um, maybe have, ha didn't know um, such barter networks existed? Um, and what would you say that, why should they become a part of your network? Um, what's you know other than we've outlined some pretty great um benefits right but you know someone who's not as open-minded as say you and i um they want to know brass tacks what's in this for me um what would you say to those types of business owners yeah so there's a couple of things at work here number one uh, i normally get well it sounds too good to be true is it yes. Right. Is it legal? Yes, yeah. it's legal. right on your right on your tax um, forms. It says, have you bartered? What's the value of the barter that you've done? OK, so they, they collect that information as long as you pay your taxes and you're not doing anything illegal. Right. We can't do you know, you're not going to trade your recreational drugs. That's illegal. Right. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you can't do anything illegal. So 
what we're doing is I say to people, look, Dale Carnegie wrote a fabulous book back in 1936 called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And in that book, he made the statement, a person convinced against their will is of the same opinion still. My goal isn't to convince anybody to join a barter exchange against their will. When I first looked at it, Salome, as a client, I ran the other way for six months because I was happy doing one-on-one barter. I didn't see why I needed a managed barter platform. Finally, when I got to know this guy through networking that owned the trade bank franchise in the city I was in, Wichita, Kansas, he said, look, I'm going to pull the friend card. You're going to sit down. You're going to be quiet and you're going to listen. He used other words, but we'll just leave it at that. Um, I said, yes, sir. And so I sat down with him and he said, look, we charge a lifetime membership fee and we give you a guarantee that if we don't bring you enough business, we will refund your money. Now, most barter exchanges don't do that. They're like they're a marketing company. You pay them a fee, whether it works or not. Tough. With us, I love the fact that, hey, if it doesn't work, we'll give you money back. Like, what do you got to lose? And I said to him the same thing that I hope people say to me is, you know what? I don't know that your product will work for me, but I trust you. I just don't trust your product. So if you're telling me that you give me a money back guarantee, I trust that. So I'll sign up. And that's what I did. And I didn't have a clue how it worked. I trusted him. I trusted somebody to inform me and teach me. And then the biggest mistake I made is I didn't let him teach me. Oh, I'm too busy. Call me next week. I'm too busy. Call me next week. I'm too busy. See me after Christmas. And so then I get all this trade dollars and I don't know how to spend them. And then I say to him, I say, oh, cut me off. I'm done with this thing. I can't spend any of the money. He said, I set up four appointments with you in the last four months and you didn't make one of them. I said, yeah. He said, how can I teach you if you won't show up? Right. How can I teach you? I said, "Okay." So then I realized that that's what was going on is is I had to learn. Sorry, my phone is beeping at me. I'll turn it off. Um, And so what I want people to understand is, look, if you're not sure, don't get in. Mm -hmm. I can't vouch for every barter exchange in the country. I can vouch for the way I do business. Mm -hmm. I can vouch for what my uh, what I like about my franchise. But I can't I can't vouch for every barter exchange in the country. What I can do is say, do you do diligence? If they will show you some of their members, go talk to those members. Like Salome, let's say you were in Trade Bank and I called you up because I'm looking to get in Trade Bank. And I said, hey, Ed Fox said I should call you. Uh, he said you're a Trade Bank member. What do you think about Trade Bank, Salome? Well, has he would would the guy that owns the franchise, would he give me people that are positive or negative about his system. He's going to only give me positive people to talk to. So I'm going to say, Slomi, is there anybody you know that's not happy with the barter system? I just want to get both points of view. And hopefully you would know somebody that has been ragging on the barter system. And then I can weigh up for myself, hearing from you, hearing from them, hearing from him and the research I do online to make a decision. But in most cases, it's it's not like we've spent 50 grand on a business and then didn't know how to make it work, right? We've, we're going to spend less than $1,000 to join most any barter exchange. Some of them are going to offer money back guarantees. Some are going to offer a lot of business. 
So for me, if I'm a business owner today, do you do diligence? Look at barter exchanges in your area that make sense. Call me up if you want. You can ask me any question. I'm an open book because I only want to do business with people that want to do business with me. If, if they don't see value, if they, if they don't like the fact that I'm an Australian and I say Australian by birth, American by choice, they don't like the fact that I wear red, white, and blue, okay, then we're not a good fit for each other. And it's the same with other barter exchanges. If you do not like their practices, if you do not like their personnel, if you do not like the services on, on offer, then don't join. You're not, you're not, nobody's holding a gun to your head. But if you want to join, then what you need to look for is this. You need to look for businesses that you can trade with or what, what I do is I go find the businesses that I want to trade with. And I say, you should talk to my friend and join. And that's how I did it before I became an owner. Now I can go and say, hey, I've got a friend in my network. She really wants X. Would you be interested in being that, that person that she can barter with? If not, no, a no is totally fine. But if yes, then let's show you how it works. Oh, well, that's intriguing. How does it work? Well, what's the biggest disadvantage? The biggest disadvantage is you won't listen to me. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, you're busy. I'm busy. We're all busy. What we're going to do is we're going to sign you up. You're going to write the check and you're going to think it's all done and now you're going to make a bunch of money. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to say there's a little bit more work than that. We have to make your ad and promote you, understand what you need and how to get that. And then we have to understand from you, if you look at our list and you don't see some of the things you want, then you're going to have to give me a referral to those people so I can go sign them up and you can spend barter dollars. But I still say it is the easiest and least, least expensive way to bring in new clients. And I guarantee it. Here's why. Think about what your target acquisition cost is for an average business. I have a HVAC business friend, and he says that on all of his costs for all of the new clients that he's gotten, he averages about $500 to $1,000 per new client. I'm saying for $15 a month and a one-time setup fee that's refundable of $500, and even if you go with a different barter exchange that is not refundable, right? let's say you spend $1,000 and $30 a month. For $1,000 one time and $30 a month for them to attract everybody in their network to you and everybody that they know that pay cash. Isn't that worth the visibility alone? Yes, it is. Okay, so that's the thing. But if you will give me a bit of your time to allow me to make the ad, then you're more likely to get business. If you're not going to make the ad, then nobody's even going to know that you exist. So the business owner has to put a little bit extra time in when they become a barter member, right? Because if they don't do that, then it's not going to work. Well, I, I, can't, I can't put it any better than you just put it. But what I like is easy, inexpensive, and guaranteed. Right. And, and uh, you, you made a powerful point about the um, new business. Because that is the the um, focus um, of my business is we're all struggling to get ahead of the competition. Right. The the the, <laughs> the market landscape is fierce. Competition is really fierce. Now you're presenting a a product that's not just giving you um, you know 
a hedge against inflation, visibility, the opportunity to network, um, making sure your your uh, your product is getting a new a new lease on life. Your product or service is going to get um, you know people will know more know of it that wouldn't normally know about it by right. being in such a network, and of course money back guarantee. You can't do better than that. For me, um, being able to, uh, being on a platform that gives you a guarantee that you're going to bring in new clients, um, that's gold. Because um, there are so many coaches, programs, courses out there that promise the same, but most of them really don't deliver. And so, you're out your money. You don't get it back. You don't get your money back. Exactly. So um, thank you for all of that, um, Edward, for sharing. I am so happy you decided to come on the podcast and share. Well, uh, and I've got one last thing, if you don't mind, that we haven't even talked about. And I didn't think of I it. I to ask you, what else would you like to share? Okay, what sorry. You think the, my audience, your audience and mine, what right. else do they need to know? So one of the things they need to know is we as business owners, one of the things we struggle is taking money out of the business and going to do something fun with it. We're not good at it because we want the business to grow. So we put the money back into the business, which is what we should do. As entrepreneurs, we know it's not work a day, get paid, work a day, get paid. That's a job. We might have to work three years before we get paid a reasonable amount, a decent amount. Sometimes, like the first business I ever owned was a convenience store. I never took a paycheck out of it, but I did live out of it. I took my food, I took my rent, that sort of stuff, but I didn't take a paycheck. We made our money when we sold it, right? But we didn't make any money while we were working it, but I was working it from six in the morning till midnight, seven days a week, right? Christmas day was our best day. So we as business owners don't understand about work-life balance and um, having some fun having some leisure time because we don't have the money. If we're doing barter dollars and we can accumulate barter dollars, then we can do cool things like take the kids down to a condo in the off season that we can barter for instead of paying cash for. Maybe we can go visit some museums. Maybe I can get my wife a massage. Maybe I can get myself a massage. Spend some of that maybe, money. Maybe you could get go on a vacation. Right. Right. So we have a lot of travel options. We have a lot of event, um, uh, you know, massages, um, uh, just different things that we can do for fun. Hire a limo, do a birthday party, that sort of stuff. My my daughter uh, back in the day when we were just running Wichita, she was able to find a place that sold prom dresses online and was able to get a really beautiful prom dress for 1700 trade dollars i'm like that's ridiculous 1700 dollars for a dress you're going to wear once she said but dad it's like the most beautiful thing ever well i did the math it was only going to cost me 170 bucks my daughter my princess was going to feel great by getting this 1700 dollars dress that i couldn't afford for cash but i could definitely afford the barter dollars yeah. and then she took it and got it altered a little bit um and we were all we were out in total two hundred and fifty dollars for this seventeen hundred dollar dress, and she still talks about it to today. And she's twenty twenty five, I think. When we're recording this in twenty twenty three, she's twenty five. So 
so you can increase your lifestyle that you couldn't do because you didn't have the cash. And then on top of that, and the most thrilling thing for me about it was I could give trade dollars and benefits to my employees that I didn't have the cash to do. That's, so that's, I was, that's actually a great point too. Yeah, <laughs> so I was able to do like, uh, we gave them a donut allowance, $20 a month donut allowance. They had to go and spend $20 a month on donuts. Even if they didn't like donuts, they could give them away. But the deal was they got a donut allowance. They got a glasses allowance. We didn't have healthcare, but they got a free eye exam and free glasses. And one of the ladies picked out a Maui pair a Maui sunglasses, I guess they're like 700, 800, I don't know, whatever they were. She's like, would these qualify? I said, will you enjoy them? Yes, then they qualify. So we were able to give incentives that have that has kept my employees over COVID and stuff that they won't go anywhere else because not only do they get paid, but they also get a bonus of trade dollars for some cool stuff. Awesome. Wow, this has been, you know, those last couple of nuggets that you threw out there is also of such amazing value to a small business owner because oftentimes, like you say, you can't afford to give right. um, health care. You can't afford to give bonuses, but if you can, it, you definitely can afford it on the barter system. Right. And this is the last thing I would leave you with. Um, barter is a miracle that most businesses don't know about. And they need it right now. Awesome. Not tomorrow, not next month. They need a miracle in their business. And and barter for me has been that been that miracle if they do their research. Awesome. Thank you so, so, so much, Edward, for being here with me. You have been an amazing guest. And I want to thank you so much for this information because um, I don't know of a second person in my network, at least, <laughs> that is offering this service. So thank you for that. How can uh, the people find you, Edward? How can they connect with you? Yes. Uh, of course, I'll be sharing your information in my um, my show notes and in the comments. But um, how can they reach you? How can they connect with you? Um, should they need more information on bartering and trading yeah sure you bet so i've got a link tree uh forward slash aussie fox and they can scan the qr code if they're watching it on youtube or something i'm also on linkedin they can find me edward fox actually it's linkedin just like this one's aussie fox linkedin is aussie fox as well but if you search edward fox barter nashville it'll come up if you search edward fox barter wichita um yeah, so I'm I'm out there everywhere on all the social media platforms and my email is pretty simple. It's efox for Edward Fox, efox at tradebank.com. Awesome. Well, I'm 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 gonna um make a a guess that um people are gonna be knocking on your doors. I of course will be promoting this to my network. So I'm so excited about um, creating, I, I think this could really become a movement <laughs> of, of people wanting to make this sort of thing more mainstream. Although the trend is going to be, of course, I want my cash, but right. um, there is cash and there is cash. <laughs> right. 
And yes. I would say it's really about value, not so much about the cash. But Right, exactly. Well, and that's the thing too, because when you're trading a product, you have full retail value in it, but you only have a small cash cost. Exactly. Right. So if I trade an hour of business coaching or you trade an hour of business coaching, you're paying for our knowledge and our time. Mm -hmm. But if I wasn't doing anything at two o'clock on a Tuesday and I could do a session at two o'clock on a Tuesday, then that really cost me nothing. But it still has value, exactly. but my cost is low. So if my value is $500 an hour, $300 an hour, $100 an hour, whatever it is, a dollar an hour, whatever that value is that I place on that, that a client is willing to pay for that, then that's a value that they got and they paid me barter dollars. So they traded something that they had. So it really is a matter that we can save thousands and thousands and thousands of cash dollars by figuring out what we can barter, what we want to barter and what we can't barter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thank so you. Three days, folks. Thank you so much. As I said before, Edward, and thank you all uh, for tuning in to this uh, broadcast of the Prism for a School of Small Business. Please um, like if you're watching us on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to the channel. We really appreciate it. We want as many people as possible to learn about the strategies and solutions that we present, such as Edwards. So um, we hope to catch you again for the next episode of the Prism for School of Small Business. And until then, have a blessed rest of your week. <music>